Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on this Wednesday evening from the Zen Sports Studio. I'm your host, Buck Rising. I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by the fine folks at TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMathFitness.com, get your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. Nobody has better workout options for you, whether it's group classes, personal training, or just access to their open gym than Superbook Sports. Zen's, or excuse me, then True Math Fitness. Zen Sports is where you go to get in on all the action. Football season means it's time to switch to Zen Sports, the fastest growing sports book in Tennessee. They're changing the betting bonus game with their cash rewards program, which I'll tell you more about later on in the show. Download the Zen Sports app today. And of course, the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. Amanda J. Gentry is where you go to start uh, to make sure that your constitutional rights are protected. Amanda J. is the best in the business. Go to AmandaJGentry.com to find out more about how she and her team can protect you. Um, anyone know the what the overall offensive line grade was from Sunday, says Trippin' Titans. They graded out better than expected. Well, as a unit, yes, they did. Um, and one of the metrics that was being discussed around that, because we're not going to well, – well, we can talk about the offensive line at some point. Um, in fact, if you haven't heard the install yet today, uh, the podcast that Greg Cosell and I did, he was very, very critical of Andre Dillard. Um, but the rest of it, he said, you know, it was fine. Um, Dillard is something though, that is going to be a problem for them throughout the course of the year. And I, Dillard graded out well in the run game, but basically every pass set, he was a liability. And you'll hear from Greg who put it, you know, as diplomatically as humanly possible, but was, you know, very clear in the point that he got across, which, you know, we'll probably do them. Let's say the offensive line talk for tomorrow for those of you who haven't heard the install podcast yet but we uh we had an injury report today and neither Traylon Burks or DeAndre Hopkins were out there now uh what Vrabel told us on Traylon Burks is that he had a personal matter that he had to take care of and so it was an excused absence for him and what was on the injury report for Hopkins was uh he was listed with an ankle injury he was uh he did not practice uh it was not listed listed as a personal day a day of rest for DeAndre Hopkins um, but the three players who did not practice today, Burks, Monty Hooker, who's still in the concussion protocol, and DeAndre Hopkins, all three DNP. Then you have the limited uh, squad, who was who consists of Christian Fulton, Tajay Spears, and Tier Tart, uh, with a hamstring and two groin injuries, Spears and Tart were. Trey Avery, uh, who missed the game last week with a hamstring injury, he was full go. And Dylan Radens is listed as a full participant with a knee injury. So that's a good sign for Radens' progress. Um, for the Chargers, Joey Bosa and Austin Eckler, two of the biggest names listed there. Uh, Eckler was regarded as a personal day, but also is listed with an ankle. Joey Bosa is dealing with a hamstring situation uh, and was DMP today. So what on the injury report concerns you the most uh, that you saw from the Titans in the comment section? We'll talk about it together. Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. 
We are uh, we are happy to take your comments throughout the course of the show. We will uh, continue to discuss at length together what concerns you most about the injury report today. We will talk about them, uh, or we will talk about that and uh, address your concerns right after I remind you that your Two Rivers Ford take is made possible by Two Rivers Ford. Go to Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet. Quality American-made Ford vehicles. Award-winning customer service. Two Rivers Ford is the best place for you. It's been the best place for Middle Tennesseans for 40 years. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet or online at tworiversford.com. So as I I look at the injury report today, what is the most concerning situation? Mr. Jones says none as long as Derrick Henry is good. Um, You know, it's rare that Derrick Henry appears on the injury report, but they do have, you know, they do have players who are important that are on the injury report today, so I think it's worth talking about. Uh, Trucker Rowe from the NO, I assume that's from uh, New Orleans, says Demario Davis put Henry on his ass. Uh, well, the listen, the Saints defense is really, really good. Um, nobody's disputing that. Uh, Saints defense, really, really good. Was not good against the run. Uh, Tajay Spears averaging nine yards a carry. Derrick Henry, before they went away from him in the second half, was averaging over five yards a carry. So, uh, yeah, Demario Davis, who's a great linebacker. Um, and, you know, the Saints defense, the Saints front in particular, who's really, really strong. Uh, I thought did play a nice game, but against the run, you know, they were not a good group last year. They didn't look particularly good against the run this year. And the Titans game plan didn't overwhelmingly revolve around the run for once in their lives. And so the Saints were able to uh, the Saints were able to ride that out. But I wouldn't say that the Saints did anything in particular to bottle Henry up. In fact, Henry was the best player on offense that the uh, that the Titans had that day. But, you know, I mean, if you want to say that they put Ryan Tannehill on your ass, uh, on his ass, you would be 1,000% correct. Run a lot of stunts, a lot of games up front. I thought they executed them very, very well. And they uh, they put the the Titans offensive line, particularly Dillard and uh, and uh, Skaronsky, in a bit of a blender. So, you know, from that standpoint, I'd agree. But, uh, you know, they weren't doing anything in particular. Overwhelmingly good to stop the run. Uh, and, in fact, you know, the Saints offense, Saints offense missed a lot of opportunities uh, in the red zone, but they were also playing against a good defense in the Titans. Um, so I think it was a, it was a pretty evenly matched game. Just a lot of miscues from Ryan Tannehill ultimately ended up being the difference. Um, but as we move on to the chargers, what on the injury report concerns you the most, we can talk about it together. Uh, but I think the thing for me is Christian Fulton, Christian Fulton, again, dealing with his hamstring situation is really, really difficult to kind of, you know, wrap your head around. Whether he plays or not, I'm I'm more inclined. I don't have any information on this other than like a gut feeling. I just, if he's already dealing with a hamstring thing, I don't know that they'd throw him out there against the uh, against the Chargers on Sunday. Maybe he he tries to give it a go. He's in a contract year. I know he's gonna you know his whole goal has been to be available and for that to be kind of sandbagged in the first game of the year was really, really uh, frustrating for him, for sure. But I think the most uh, concerning thing on that list is Christian Fulton. I think Hopkins is ultimately going to be fine. You know, it's probably uh, it's probably more a day of rest than it is an actual ankle situation. Though, you know, he's 31. It's worth paying attention to if the ankle is something that continues to pop up over the course of the next couple of weeks. But I think that the Christian Fulton situation is really the more concerning one. Um, Amani Hooker, who was the best defensive back that the Titans had in this past game in concussion protocol is also critical too, but chargers have some really, really high level wide receivers. They added Quentin Johnson out of TCU this year, and they're just big body, a lot of, a lot of ability and effort, 
um, to defend down the field because the Chargers are going to push the ball, even though the running game was the thing that kind of predicated themselves off of more against Miami. I would expect them to come out throwing against the Titans on Sunday here at Nissan Stadium. So Christian Fulton is the concern to me. Uh, you'll hear from him right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by Zen Sports. Download the Zen Sports app today, plug in the promo code ATOZTN, and get in on all the action. When you sign up for Zen, Zen Sports with that promo code, you earn a welcome bonus that gives you 5% cash back on your total betting volume for your first 15 days of betting. 5%. Think about that. It's nuts. They offer you an incredibly easy-to-navigate mobile app. So what are you waiting for? Stop wasting time and money on other sports books when you could be earning real cash rewards with Zen Sports. Download today on the App Store or at zensports.com. Your wallet will thank you later. Gambling problem? Call the Tennessee Red Line, 1-800-889-9789. Terms and conditions do apply. Must be 21 and up in Tennessee to bet. So looking at the... at. Christian Fulton situation, limited with a hamstring. It's really irritating. It's irritating for him. It's irritating for you. It's irritating for the coaching staff. He seems like he's, you know, he's making his best effort to be ready to go for Sunday. But, you know, I, it's just, it's, it feels like it's going to be a talking point again all year long. Some calls on one game, call on one game. It's not always uniform, basically. Uh, no, nah, I'm good, you know, man. You know, like I said, it's taking a day Sometimes it actually works in our favor, feel, this time um, it didn't. And I'm trying to be out there this weekend. What is it, you You want to try to get yourself ready to play, but you don't want to do anything to set back in. What's kind of the fine line? so many different things. Yeah, I mean, really just on how it feels. You know, like I said, I feel like I've been getting better, you know, day to day, you know, since the game. And that's how I'm going to take it day by day. And that's been my approach since I got into camp, you know, since I've been, you know, just trying to stay focused on the present moment. Um, and like I said, I'm just going how I feel, you know. It's very reminiscent to the Derrick Henry. But just on the opposite, I mean, you know, it's going to be a challenge on all levels. You know, like you said, they have a good running back, two good running backs, uh, some good receivers, you know, on the outside. So it's going to be key for us, you know, to be uh, on point in all phases. Uh, just try to um, do what we can, you know, to slow them down. You know, they put up a lot of points last week. And I think we'll be good, you know, with the uh, adjustments that we made. You know, we gave up, you know, some plays last week. And I feel like we made the right adjustments this week, you know, that'll help that. So that's Christian Fulton. Uh, the Primetime Show is presented by the great people at TrueMap Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMapFitness.com. Get your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. Nobody is going to put you in better position to succeed than the great people at TrueMath Fitness. Down, uh, go to TrueMathFitness.com. Check out any of their great membership options, their boot camp style classes, and their schedules, as well as personal training as you see fit. The best place to work out, a new way to work out for the new you, is TrueMathFitness.com. So that's Christian Fulton talking about his hamstring in a situation, and it's you know, it's either Fulton or uh, Hooker, right? Fulton or Hooker are the bigger concerns. I think that, you know, anytime you see Hopkins' name on there, it's going to it's gonna make you, you know, a little bit nervous, I think, because he's 31. You know, you have a history with, with wide receivers who have gotten past the peak of their powers and, and who struggle to stay available. I don't think that's going to be Hopkins' issue, but the fact that he's there means that it's just worth paying attention to throughout the course of the week. Uh Terry Ludlam says, I just want to know what quarterback we're playing Sunday. Well, I mean, I think that the answer to that is fairly obvious. You play the Chargers and you play Justin Herbert. Um, so there's no there's no mystery around that. Now, the running back situation for the Chargers is kind of up in the air. Eckler, um, you know, Eckler's ankle injury is something worth paying attention to. 
Uh, but there's no, I mean, there's no question that Justin Herbert is going to be the starting quarterback on Sunday. So I don't know. I'm not confused as to what you're asking there, Terry. Uh, Eric Alonzo says, is Farley ready yet? Nope. He's still on PUP. Uh, listen, guys. Uh, you know, Caleb Farley's situation is a difficult one because not even for the off-field stuff because the off-field stuff is the stuff of nightmares, right? His father passing away early in the year. But like when he's when he's off PUP, you'll know. Um, uh, it's, you know, there's been no transactions to indicate that he's off PUP. There's, you know, he's, he's dealing with a back injury that uh, really sandbagged him in the middle of the year. I just don't think Caleb Farley is going to be a football factor this year. So I would not, um, I would not, you know, I, I don't, you can, you can, you can ask about him as often as you want to, I, I guess is, is my point. But if there's something, if there's a development with Caleb Farley, we're talking about, obviously we're talking about a development with Caleb Farley. And, you know, if there was a transaction to indicate that Caleb Farley was ready, you would have known it by now. If you if you follow your team as closely as many of you do, and, and listen, I know not all of you pay attention to every transaction that's made, and sometimes you miss some things. But yeah, I mean, uh, I think that uh, <laughs> I think that uh, yeah, you'd have been you'd have been made aware of the Farley situation had he been available. Uh, Nate's burner says uh, Raiden's come back from his L- ACL quicker than I thought. Uh, didn't think he would play until December. Uh, no, I mean, the ACL timeline is, is pretty, is pretty, you know, I mean, it's about what, eight to nine months. That's about right for Dylan Raidens to be, uh, back on track. Uh, he was a full participant in practice today. He is, he is off PUP. So, uh, you know, obviously Dylan Raidens will be available, um, will be available sooner than will Caleb Farley. So like I said, we'll keep you updated as, as information becomes available, but I think that, uh, you know, Caleb Farley is not a factor for this for this year's football team at this point. But good to see Dylan Raiden's making progress uh, to his credit. Both of those players in frustrating situations and, and, you know, just trying to prolong their NFL careers, whether it's here or elsewhere. And probably for both of them, it's going to end up being elsewhere. But uh, we're not quite there yet. Uh, let's see. Jason Martinez says the good Lord is trying that young man of Caleb Farley. Yeah. You know, it, and I know he's super religious and. You know, I'm not, uh, I'm not here to get into religious commentary, but like whatever higher power you believe in, man, like that is, that is a really, really tough, uh, series of events over multiple years dating back to this dude's college career pre pre pandemic, even where Caleb Farley has been put in a lot of difficult situations. So, you know, you, you do feel for him on a, on a, from a humanity standpoint, but from a football standpoint, he's just. He's just not, uh, he's just not, he's not a viable option right now. Russell says, you think there's any chance of NPF losing the starting job? Oh, line play wasn't half bad. Uh, again, Dillard wasn't good, but, um, and you know, that was pointed out to me more clearly by Cosell when we did the podcast today. I came away feeling not great about the Dillard experience. He graded out pretty well, which was a surprise to me. And then when Greg walked me through it later, um, it kind of helped me understand what it was with better context that I was seeing. Um, but that was, that was the whole, you, you guys remember me telling you guys uh, about um, Fant, right? George Fant, who ended up signing with the Texans. Fant wanted more money here because he thought he could win the starting job, like not just for the six weeks, but for the season. NPF wasn't a good offensive lineman last year. Now, plenty of rookie offensive linemen are bad. NPF is, uh, 
NPF would not be the first by any stretch of the imagination. Third round pick, big spot, starts 16 of 17 games and, uh, you know, doesn't doesn't do well necessarily, but, you know, valuable starting experience and not something that he couldn't approve on. But you saw him in the preseason and he wasn't good in the preseason. Hubbard was solid uh, on Sunday. And I thought I, I was I was surprised by that. Um but to their credit, they went out and performed in in a big spot. Uh, Dillard was the biggest problem of the offensive line. Uh, we'll talk about the offensive line tomorrow, as I mentioned. We don't need to. We don't need to shoot all our uh, or fire all our bullets at once. Uh, however, whatever the uh, metaphor is going to be. Rishi says, "What's the topic on tomorrow's radio show? Can I get through a primetime show first before you guys start asking me what's on the radio show tomorrow morning at 10 a.m.? For God's sakes." See, I, listen, I know I have a, a short attention span. I don't need you guys to a trip contribute to my short attention span. Let's stay on topic and let's finish the show. Uh, but, you know, what's the most concerning thing on the injury report? Most concerning thing is Fulton or Hooker. Either either, either answer is acceptable. Both are going to matter in a big way uh, against the Chargers, Mr. Jones says. What's the topic on Friday? <laughs> you guys are you guys are a trip. The only thing I'll tell you is that Arden Key's on the radio show tomorrow. Uh, that's that's about as much as I'm willing to divulge. So let's do a little over-under. What is it going to take for you all to get over Ryan Tannehill's three-interception performance today? Because he was done talking about it with us at the podium earlier. You'll hear from Ryan Tannehill here in just a moment. Right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. Wherever justice demands. Amanda and her team practiced in have practiced in Tennessee family and criminal courts across 35 counties in the state of Tennessee. They mean what they say when they say they are there to protect your constitutional rights. They are there to make sure that you understand your constitutional rights. You may not even know that you need protecting of your constitutional rights. You may not be familiar, overwhelmingly familiar with your constitutional rights as they stand. You may not be overwhelmingly familiar with constitutional law. That's okay. That's what the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry are there to help you with wherever justice demands, amandajgentry.com. So as you uh, as you look at Ryan Tannehill's struggles against the, uh, as you look at Ryan Tannehill's struggles against the Saints, there's a lot of things that he needs to improve upon. Uh, so what's it going to take for you guys to get over it? Because uh, I think, you know, like it or not, you're going to have to get over it, right? He's your starting quarterback. For the foreseeable future, he's your starting quarterback as long as he's healthy uh, until the end of the year. So there's a lot. Um, there's going to be a lot of you know ill will that you guys have for Tannehill throughout the course of the year, no matter how he comes out and responds. Be it Sunday, be it next week in Cleveland, be it the week after that. Uh, I don't remember who their week four opponent is off the top of my head. I believe it's a home game. Either way, there's going to be a lot. There's not going to be a lot that he can do to really get back into your good graces, right? Especially when you come out and play as poorly as he did in week one. Now, it's pretty interesting uh, to hear Greg talk about Tannehill, Greg Cosell talk about Tannehill from that game, um, because his explanation, remember remember we played for you the clip of me asking Tannehill in postgame, hey man, can you explain the interceptions? And he wouldn't do it, didn't want to do it today. But Greg explained the interceptions really, really well and put it in context that I think is important for everybody to have. So you can check that out on the uh, you can check that out on the install podcast. Um, but today, Ryan Tannehill was not interested in continuing. Well, Ryan Tannehill fielded a handful of questions about the Saints, uh, but at a certain point, he was over it. 
Uh, it'd definitely be easy to be a lot better than that. Um, you know, tough, tough to watch that film. You know, I watched it, I think, five times over the Sunday, Monday. Um, kind of went through everything multiple times and, and looked at the areas where I can be better, where we can be better. And, you know, I think we, uh, we nailed those down and excited to, uh, to move forward. So he's excited to move forward. Why wouldn't you be? Uh, it would be easy to be excited to move forward after playing as poorly as he did that Sunday, uh, that past Sunday. And he knows, right? He knows, we know, the coaching staff knows, everybody's acknowledged this, everybody's spoken about it publicly, whether you feel like he's been accountable or not, uh, accountable enough or not. Like, you know, I, uh, I love I love you guys, but a lot of you being dramatic about the Tannehill-like commentary afterwards, right? And you're allowed to be as dramatic as you want when your quarterback throws three interceptions and you lose a game by a point. I'm I'm not there to tell you how to feel. I just think that a lot of the reaction has been, you know, a bit a bit dramatic for and easy for me to say as somebody who's super dramatic, but you know, like that he wasn't accountable enough after the game. I give a shit about that. Don't throw the three interceptions. You know, that's basically how basically how I process. But uh, there was a trend of continuing to ask him about the Saints today, and at a certain point, you know, Dana Hill had had enough. Guys, I just want to move on to uh, San Diego. I'm not going to answer any more questions about what happened Sunday. What happened Sunday happened. Uh, I'm not happy about it. No one in this building's happy about it. But at the end of the day, it's over. We can learn from it. We can move on. And uh, if you have any questions about San Diego, I mean, sorry, L.A., I'm more than happy to, uh, to answer. So, you know, I don't blame him, right? Like, I think that uh, I think that it's 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 enough. You know, there's nothing that they can do to change the result. There's nothing that he's going to say that's going to make you feel better about the result. The result was that you lost by a point. And you threw three interceptions. So there's only so many ways that he can uh, that he can explain that away, right? And he's not going to give you schematic examples because why would why would he, he doesn't uh, he does not. Uh, he does, it does not benefit them at all, uh, Vrabel or Tannehill, to go into any more detail than that. Uh, Ken Canev says, I've been wanting him gone since the AFC Championship game, Buck. Why should I switch up now? Uh, well, because that was stupid then. I mean, <laughs> that that is uh, that is because that, that's ludicrous that you've wanted him gone since the AFC Championship game. Why? Because Rashawn Evans missed a tackle before halftime and Patrick Mahomes broke you over his knee? That's silly. Uh, I think that, you know, if you wanted to be critical of Tannehill 2021, there was plenty of evidence in the postseason 2022. Obviously, it was not a fair sample size for him. He was under duress the entire time and got hurt. 2023, yeah, Sunday is fair criticism. But, to, you know, I think I think that why should you switch up? Because it was a stupid opinion. <laughs> it's okay to change your opinion when new information becomes available, not to just dig in your heels and uh for the sake of digging in your heels because you were wrong then and just because you might be right now three years later i mean almost four years later uh that doesn't you know that doesn't justify it doesn't justify anything excuses says ken no it's not excuses it's it's the reality of the situation the quarterback took you to afc championship game it's the best quarterback that you've had since steve mcnair the quarterback had a shitty performance on sunday you're allowed to react to the shitty performance on sunday beyond that discussing anything about Tannehill's past doesn't mean anything for 2023, right? You can you can try and extrapolate it out if you want to. It is a uh, it is it is not worth uh, it is not worth the uh, it is not worth the time or the effort because he's saying you know that he was prognosticating. Ken is saying that he was prognosticating what he saw then. Well, there was nothing to prognosticate then because Ryan Tannehill was fine in the AFC Championship game. Patrick Mahomes got ahead of him. Patrick Mahomes did your defense dirty. Your defense missed some tackles. And it all fell apart, right? Same thing that happened in Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas were up by, what was it, 21 points 
in the week prior uh, in the uh, in the divisional round when they were playing the Chiefs. And the Chiefs came back and scored seven straight touchdowns. Nobody was saying that Deshaun Watson, uh, that Deshaun Watson, you know, was was washed then, even though he might be washed now. It's just it's it's silliness uh, to uh, to try and to try and go back and do revisionist history that way. A lot of people are going to do it. You're entitled to do whatever you want. I just think you know to not point out the stupidity in that is a uh, is a wasted exercise. Um, so as we continue to uh, to talk about the situation, what's it going to take for you guys to get over it? I mean, a win, right? He doesn't need to uh, he doesn't need to throw three touchdowns to make up for three interceptions. He needs to operate efficiently. He needs to not turn the ball over. Here's what I need to see from Ryan Tannehill. Um, he needs to not turn the ball over. He needs to operate. He needs to look comfortable within the offense. And they need to win a football game. They need to win this football game. And I know a must win in week two is a bit dramatic, but I do think that, I do think that, um, you know, it's a conference, it's a conference opportunity. It's a conference opponent. The Chargers figure to be, uh, figure to be in the postseason picture down the stretch. If you can get a win over them now at home, it fixes, maybe it doesn't fix everything, but it fixes enough of, you know, it, it at least takes the Saints result out of your uh, out of your mind off of top of mind and you can figure out how to beat the browns because the browns are going to have some pretty nasty defensive stuff to throw at you as well i think that uh you know i think that the game and i'm, I'm sure the chargers are favorites uh coming into nashville um i haven't seen what the line is what the initial line is just yet perhaps one of you guys could uh, submit it in the chat but you know i think that i think that the chargers are a better football team I think that the Titans can do some things on defense to make that an unpleasant experience for Justin Herbert. I think that, you know, in the same way that they they held Derek Carr to 16 points, I think that they can also find ways to stifle a better quarterback in Herbert. Um, but also, you know, they have to be able to capitalize on their opportunities. They can't be 0 for 3 in the red zone. They can't turn the ball over three times. They can't miss opportunities uh, to score the way that Tannehill did. There's a lot of uh, There's a lot that they can improve upon. But a lot that I liked about their offense, like I was, I was talking to Cosell about this today. Like I love Tim Kelly's game plan, and you know the fact that they lost and and people are gonna bitch about uh, Derrick Henry not getting enough carries in the in the second half. You know, I like I said, I'm not I'm not gonna try and talk you guys off of the idea that it's okay to give Derrick Henry five carries in the second half. But it would have been had they hit one of two plays, right? If they'd have hit the Spears wheel route, or if Tannehill had hit the Spears wheel route. If Tannehill had hit the flea flicker, then it would be totally fine to give Derrick Henry five uh, carries in the second half because they would have won the football game. And they had a great game plan to do it. The game plan was fine. The quarterback was not. And I think that's uh, that I think is is, you know, ultimately the takeaway from what it is that we saw in New Orleans. All right. Stock up, stock down. Let's do rising and falling on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter and on Twitch. We'll discuss at length together. Right after I remind you that the uh, primetime show is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of Remax Advantage. Get your Intel Edge. Don't sell without the Intel, as a matter of fact. Gary Ashton uh, has all the Intel that you need to succeed in this red hot Nashville real estate market. Uh, Bert has been kind enough to provide us the gambling line. It's the Chargers minus three in Nashville. Uh, Gary won't give you gambling Intel, but he can certainly give you real estate Intel in the Middle Tennessee market. GaryAshton.com is where you go. So, whose stock rose? Whose stock fell this week? Bryce Erickson says, uh, Willis and Levis stock up. Jets going to trade uh, trade us 
stock down is Tannehill. Well, no, the Jets aren't trading for any of your quarterbacks. Um, that's not that's not something that's being discussed. That's not something that's that anybody has reported. That's not anything that the Jets seem to be interested in right now. Um, n- none of the quarterbacks are being traded to New York as of as of today. There's been zero discussions to that effect. Uh, Bama stock down, says Mr. Jones. Yes, a very, very bad weekend for the Alabama Crimson Tide, losing at home to Texas, to Steve Sarkeesian. Royal Wright saying the Braves, National League champs, uh, uh, or excuse me, National League East champs, uh, stock up, absolutely. Um, that's the uh, It's the sixth consecutive division title for Atlanta, which is really, really impressive. Um uh, to their credit, I again, I don't, I don't watch baseball. I don't pretend to, I don't pretend to watch baseball. I don't talk about baseball on the radio show because I don't know anything about baseball. So it would be a wasted, uh, a wasted uh, discussion for me to spend much time on baseball at all. And also, like I can physically hear people turning their radios off whenever we get into baseball. But credit to the Braves, six straight division titles, really, really impressive stuff, um, and something to be celebrated. There is no doubt. Um, Colorado Rising says Music City Malik. Yes, uh, Colorado Rising. Really, really good. Uh, Scott Van Horn says, of the play calling, you start the first series without Henry. was exactly what I expected from Brable. 1-15, to 15, take him out. Dumb, hate when Brable does this. Brable calls offensive plays. Well, no, he didn't call the offensive plays on Sunday. Uh, Tim Kelly does. Brable is on the headset. Brable, that's that's for every coach. Every coach is on the headset when the, when the plays are called. And Mike can give feedback as he likes. But, you know, Mike almost always defers to too much Derrick Henry. And that's not something that you experienced on Sunday. And you would have won the game if the quarterback hadn't shit the bed. And that's, you know, I mean, that's, that is the moral of the story. Your game plan was fine. Quarterback was not. Uh, Mr. Jones says, Buck Rising, primetime show stock up. Well, listen, we always, we all, that's, it's probably my, uh, my uh, sense of entitlement, but I always think we're trending up around here. Demetrius says correctly, Joe Milton stock down. Yeah. Bad week for, listen, Joe Milton, Joe Milton stock flat. Like I know what Joe Milton is, right? And if Joe Milton does some things to surprise me this year, great. If Joe Milton doesn't, then I I have had I don't want to say low expectations, but I don't like I don't I think Joe Milton's a finished product if we're talking a little balls here, but I do think that uh, a stock up um, this story that I saw from the Basic Training podcast that was laugh out loud funny so funny that I thought I would not only bring it to the radio show but bring it to you here today. All right, Lucas sent to this this to the group chat last night. I'm regretting that. Why? What What are you scared of? I am not in support of this. You are so sexually repressed on the air, and I don't understand oh why, you, why you you choose to exist that way. It seems terrible. Why are you scared? You are you are the opposite of that. You you go you go at great lengths to the other way of that. All right, just play the the clip from Basic Training. This is my dumbest thing in sports this week. We're like having Uh-oh. sex in a booming position, but I hadn't seen his face yet, and I go to change position. And as I do so, I notice that he has in his AirPods. I thought it was going to be a different and person. Oh, no, my God. My God. I kind of ask him, like, what are you doing? And he proceeds to tell me that he is listening to, like, highlights from a soccer game <laughs> from that day. And um, we do continue having sex. And he does not take out the AirPods. And I guess my question is, is this like too big of a red flag to overlook? <laughs> was it you? What do you mean, was it me? Was it you listening to your own Nashville SC call? 
play it. I hate you. Do it. Go right side of the box. Cuts it back. Pico on his left foot. Strike. Pico kills it off. Delirium. <laughs> Thank you for forcing that mental image upon everybody. You are the worst. <laughs> <laughs> Just, the clip is so good. <laughs> the idea that whoever this whoever this person is <laughs> having sex with their AirPods in is laugh out loud funny. Like it is hilarious. I had so many texts uh, shocked that I was doing that on FM radio today. And listen. Uh, apparently you're allowed to get away with a lot on FM radio. It's just not a lot of people push it because a lot of people who do FM radio for a living are in their fifties and sixties and get scared of the word sex. And I think it's laugh out loud funny. Um, <laughs> if he's watching MLS highlights while doing the dirty, that says a lot. Uh, so who else? <laughs> uh, Bryce Erickson says, Buck, I got kids. Come on, man. I thought this show was PG. Hell no. Since when <laughs> PG, you must be unfamiliar. Listen, I, I don't have kids. I, uh, it's not my, it's, uh, it's always been a position of mine to watch the show with your kids. It is also a position of mine that is not my job to raise your children. If you want to, if, if your children are watching this show with you and, uh, we happen to wander into some sexually related material and it happens to be some dude having sex with a woman with AirPods in listening to soccer highlights, then you know what? I'm not going to apologize. That dude doesn't sound like he apologized for <laughs> his AirPods in. And listening to soccer highlights, nor will I apologize. I think that is hilarious. Your kids are going to have to learn about sex at some point down the line. Uh, I think that, uh, I think that you know, why not give them the birds and the bees? Instead of the birds and the bees, we'll do the birds and the bees. I'll bring Bert on here, have him, have him give, the, give the children a sex talk. <laughs> in what can only, in what can only be uh, the massive, uh, the biggest of HR uh, violation. Stop saying position, Buck. What's wrong with position? <laughs> I just, it makes me, it makes me so happy. I want to listen to, I want to listen to that clip again. The clip again is so funny. All right. Lucas sent to this, this to the group chat last night. I'm regretting that. Why? What, what are you scared of? I am not in support of this. You are so sexually repressed on the air and I don't understand oh why you, God. why you, you choose to exist that way. It seems terrible. Why are you scared? You are you are the opposite of that. You you go you go at great lengths to the other way of that. All right, just play the the clip from Basic Training. This is my dumbest thing in sports this week. So we're like having uh, sex in a booming position, but I hadn't seen his face yet. And I go to change position, and as I do so, I notice that he has in his AirPods. I thought it was going to be a different and, person. Oh, no, God. I kind of ask him like, "What are you doing?" And he proceeds to tell me that he is listening to, like, highlights from a soccer game <laughs> from that day. And um, we do continue having sex. And he does not take out the AirPods. And I guess my question is, is this, like, too big of a red flag to overlook? <laughs> Was it you? <laughs> what do you mean, was it me? Was it you listening to your own Nashville SC call? <laughs> Play it. I hate you. Do it. Go right side of the box. Cuts it back. 
Pico on his left foot. Strike! Pico kills it off! Delirium! <laughs> Thank you for forcing that mental image upon everybody. You are the worst. It's true. I am the worst. <laughs> but it makes me happy. <laughs> Bert, I'm not going to read that on the air. Get the hell out of here. You guys are unbelievable. You guys are the best. This is why Lucas and Bert give Buck hell all the time. That's right. That's right, because I deserve it. That's okay. It's a lot of fun. Radio show tomorrow. Going to be a lot of fun. Arden Key, always a lot of fun. He'll join us at 1115. Titans on the practice field. You'll also hear from Derrick Henry uh, and Greg Cosell on what it was that he saw on the three interceptions. We're going to have a great time tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. from 10 to 1 on 104.5 The Zone. So join us then. Go check out the latest episode of The Install with Greg Cosell. Uh, Bert, if he's been good at his job, already has it up on YouTube, which inevitably means that it's not up on YouTube. So I feel that that will be something that you will have to wait until tomorrow morning for. But I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, when it, when it's up, <laughs> when it's up <laughs> delirium, <laughs> that's what you say when it's up. I got to get out of here before I crack. More Are you sex. surprised to hear that? Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.